Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Happy New Year to each of you. We are so grateful for you, Bill, and our year-end reflection that we did last week as a team, an executive team, Soul Shepherding. We took a half day to just reflect on what God did in 2023 and to listen to the Lord around and pray over the calendar of 2024 and seek the Lord about what he has for us. And one of the things that, that hit my peak and my thanks and praise list from 2023 is our Soul Talks community. We're so grateful for you. Yes, thank you, each one of you, for being a part of our community. We just prayed for you. We always pray before these podcasts, and we're so blessed to follow Jesus with you. Uh, Even better, blessed when we get to meet you in person at our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats, uh, speaking in your your church. Uh, We just uh, love connecting with you, Christy and I. We just uh, pinch ourselves, people like you that we get to do life with. We go, wow, these are the best people on earth. Uh, People pressing in closer to Jesus, people who are just all about serving God and their area of influence, whether it's uh, as a pastor, a missionary, a small group leader, a a parent, a spiritual director, a coach, many, many ways that we, we serve God. So thanks for being a part of our community. Uh, Many of you are listening uh, at the start of a new year. Others, it's a different time of year, and that's just fine. We welcome all of you. Love that these podcasts are, are evergreen and reaching uh, literally around the world. We have listeners all over the world. And uh, so welcome to Soul Talks and to this community. Thanks for being a part of it. Well, and we love to hear from you, too. And we are going to answer a question that we got from one of you Adriana, thank you for sending us your question. Hey, Adriana, thanks for being in the community. So Adriana was listening to our Soul Talk on expectation and hopes and holiday stress. And after listening to that, she... What's that podcast number? Do you have that? Oh, I don't have the number handy. No, I'm sorry. But it was December... December uh, 5th. December 5th, 2023. Yes. So she says, Dear Bill and Christy, I'm grateful for your recent episode on hopes and expectations. I found myself thankful for the way that Bill referred to expectations versus hopes and the need to purify our hopes. My heart was open to the idea of hope as a highway to the love and will of God rather than as a last resort for disappointment. Please talk more about it. How do we learn to walk with this perspective? and such purity impregnating our hopes and perhaps our dreams. Say more, please. Well, that's just a wonderfully uh, warm and wise question. Uh, Oh, if we could live with the purity of hope impregnating our lives. Those are great uh, wordings there, uh, Adriana. I feel like we're all prone to treat hope like wishes. And uh, this is timely. sort of a new year because I think uh, our culture is just so full of wishes for a different life. And um, so we make resolutions that don't last beyond February and think we're going to change our life, but it's really hope against hope or hope as wishful thinking. And it's not robust biblical hope, which is the anticipation of good from God. 
and uh, hope is the in one sense the mother of all virtue of all good things because it's only as we anticipate uh, the goodness and beauty generosity uh, wisdom kindness power uh, holiness of God in our lives, uh, the truth of God in our lives, as the goodness of God in these different ex- manifold expressions of God's goodness, uh, it's anticipating the revelation of God that is a source of our hope. Let me push back a little bit. I, I've had some areas of brokenness in this area of hope, of expectation, anticipation of good from God. I was taught growing up not to have expectations and hopes because you'll be disappointed. And when I had them, I was cautioned about that and discouraged from having them. And that continues to be a temptation for me today, to be afraid to hope or to anticipate. And even sometimes, Bill, I think I'll spiritualize it and think, well, isn't that presumptuous of me to expect good from God? I'm not deserving of good from God. I'm a sinner. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing because many of us relate to that, right? Uh, It's scary to hope because definitely... Some of our hopes are disappointed, including our hopes in God. Not that God truly disappoints us from the perspective of eternity, but in terms of our emotional experience and just in particular situations of life, we all experience times of prayers not being answered seemingly or uh, God being distanced or things not working out well. And so our experience in life is that our hopes get disappointed. And so that can take us into a pit that can take us into uh, a depression. And so what what's happened is that a lot of us have learned to not get our hopes up lest we be disappointed. And some of us pass on that so-called wisdom to our children or others because that's been our experience in life. And so we're guarding against that disappointment. But the reason why we do that is because we are living in a world without empathy. We're living in a world where there isn't uh, sufficient uh, repair when we've been disappointed or hurt or experienced injustice. And we haven't really learned to live into God's redemption in our lives, in the situations of our lives. We haven't learned to live into that redemption, uh, God working all things together for the good of those who love him are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. Uh, Many of us know that verse and believe that and recite that, but living it is another matter. And living it is living... The redemption, it's living in a world where even when I'm disappointed or I experience injustice or I'm sinned against or I sin or there's a broken relationship and these different ways that our hopes are dashed in moments in time, uh, as we go through that, trusting that God is present, loving us in the middle of it and working it for good, and there's the source of our hope that even in disappointment. Uh, there is something good that I have not yet seen that is, is happening here. And so I think that when we know, when we have to keep together like the Psalms do so, so well, we have to keep together two sides here. We have to keep together the side of hope and positivity, uh, of holy, healthy optimism, but with also the reality of our experience and the disappointments and the pains. And that's where the empathy comes in. I'm really on both sides of that, but especially in the the disappointment and brokenness is I need to be listened to, I need to be cared for. And so when we're receiving empathy in our, in of course from the Lord himself and our readings of the scripture that help us connect with God, but also through uh, the body of Christ and love one another relationships, as we're receiving empathy, that helps us return to hope 
and returned to joy. And so a lot of us don't very well know how to do that. We, we get into a mood, uh, um, a dark mood or a disappointment or a grumble, uh, and we cycle in, in that complaining. And so the ability to return to joy, not just like slapping a smile on your face or uh, pump, pumping up Pollyannish cheer that's not realistic, uh, but a real robust hope that, that's living into the anticipation of good that is coming from God and good that has already come that I have not yet seen. That was one of the things that was also helpful to me in our year in reflection. And I heard this from others on our executive team as we were sharing the results of our year in reflection, that there was a surprise that from some of the pits, the low points of our year, some of the hard things, some of the disappointments, actually came new peaks because God was working for good. And we saw that later. So while at first there was a disappointment of hope, of expectations, a grief, a loss, a pain, later we saw the hand of the Lord and his working for good, his redemption of it, and a new and a fresh hope. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because that was true for me as well in the reflection that made a big impact on me. Uh, in my time of solitude, as we each had solitude there, uh, and then as we came back together listening to others, but in both cases, my personal experience and then listening to others, it was like, yeah, the Lord was impressing upon me that um, as there were some difficult things in the year of ministry and leadership that so often connected to that trial was something, a real blessing of God that broke through. And that, that is uh, Romans eight twenty eight in action. That is the redemption of the Lord. And so that the, shows the importance of reflection. It shows the importance of being in community where there's honesty and there's empathy and there's prayer. And, and we have that on our executive team. And so we all need that in our life. We, we need these, and the, the pivot from the old year to the, the, the new year is uh, very much an opportunity for reflection. And we have those throughout the years. We go through different cycles and different events. And it's super important to pause and slow down our life and reflect and do that prayerfully, do that in community. Yeah. So how, how we did that as a leadership team was we just took a half-day mini retreat. We're a remote staff, so online we did that. We just we met together for prayer and setting our intention. And then we took two hours of solitude and silence to actually do the reflection time individually to look at our calendar and to be praying about that and what was God wanting to show us and speak to us and looked at our peaks and our pits, our high points, our low points of the year, and then looked at the calendar going into the next year and just gave permission to the Lord What's on here that you would have us mm-hmm. remove that you didn't ask us to do? And what's not on here that you're asking us to do? And praying over those things, consecrating them to the Lord, reflecting, listening to the Lord about his dreams, desires, hopes for us, and t- sharing ours for him into the new year and some of those concerns. But So that, that was a reflection we did that was really helpful around this time of the year. But we've also experienced it over and over again with the journey map that we write about and that we lead people to do in our Journey the Soul book and that we do on our second week of the Soul Shepherding Institute retreat, give everybody the opportunity to do their journey map. And this is something we hear over and over again is being able to see the ways that God was working for good. They're able to see it in ways they have never been able to see it before. They're able to see the redemption 
of how out of those desolations, those disappointments, those painful times in their life, often it was the consolations came as a result of those. They just didn't see the connection until they were looking at their whole journey. Yeah, so in the case of the, um, the journey of the soul and the Christ stages of faith model that we introduce, uh, we're reflecting, when we do the journey map, we're reflecting over our, our whole journey with, with the Lord, uh, are the uh, stages of our life, the different eras of our life and uh, our family and our ministry and seeing what was my experience of consolation, appreciating God's presence, desolation, not sensing God's presence, and the lessons I'm learning along the way and w- which stage of faith, which of these Christ stages of faith was I in and then plotting that out on the journey map like we teach in the book and then having people share that with each other uh, in the retreat community yeah, it's a very powerful experience for all of us, and it, it very much, it, it does seem like pretty much in every case, people can see the hand of God's healing and redemption and working something for good that was really difficult that they went through. And this process is so strengthening of our hope, right, mm-hmm. of anticipating that when we can see back in the rearview mirror, then we can put that forward, and it really strengthens our hope which is the, the spring of life for our faith, our confidence in God, and our trust in God. The other thing that we're talking about here is not affixing our hope to circumstances. It doesn't mean That's we right. can't hope for good from God in a circumstantial way. We can, but that's not where our hope lies. If the circumstance doesn't turn out the way we had hoped, our hope is in a good God with us, not in the circumstances, the final reality. Yeah, that's that's so important, Christy. Yeah, say say more about that. About how the real, the ultimate hope is is not really a change in our circumstances as much as it is. It's about our our intimacy with Jesus and the Father. Yeah, one of the ways that we have learned to practice this in our lives is we talk about it as one of the corners, one of the three corners in the triangle of transformation, and you're. Best Life and Easy Yoke book, that there's three things we really need to change. And one of those is not throwing away and wasting our trials, or we could say our disappointments, or our our circumstances that don't meet our hopes. And that when we just throw those away, we, we waste opportunities to encounter God and to receive good from God, even in that disappointment, even in that trial, even in that circumstance, it's not what we want, that it's actually there as well as in the good that God's at work. Yeah, because it's natural. We go through uh, pain and disappointment. It's na- we don't like that. It's human. And so we, we want to be done with that. But if we just, if that's the way we think about it and we don't get beyond that, we're just throwing it away. And Peter comes along uh, and says, hey, there's gold in them, there are trials. <laughs> and God is wanting to refine your faith as gold in the furnace of affliction. And uh, that's the most important thing, our faith, our trust in God, our, our really coming into a deeper intimacy with God. Yeah, well, Paul says that too, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. And Jesus said this, in this world you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer, or we could say of hope. I've overcome the world. One of the things that helps me so much with hope is John's gospel. The light came into the world and the darkness was not able Mm. to overcome. Mm -hmm. And 
that often I will remind myself of that when I am discouraged and have lost hope because it feels like the darkness is overcoming the light. Mm-hmm. It just helps me to remember that the darkness will not overcome Christ, our light. Yeah, and so like this morning, I uh, was having trouble with my own hope. And recent days, I've um, been looking at the, in, in spite of the positives of our re- retreat that we talked about, there was also a difficult side for me of feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. leading soul shepherding. And e- even just reflecting on last year and all of the ministry, on one hand, it was like, wow, praise God, this is so wonderful we get to lead this ministry and the things that god is doing but the other side of it was man i'm exhausted just reading this did we really do all that <laughs> it's like oh now i'm gonna turn on and do it again <laughs> so, uh, and uh just seeing that the projects that on there are things that are all good and mostly things that i'm excited about but there are some we all have some things to probably on our docket that we need to do that aren't exciting yeah and then it's just the, the certainly i do and then the accumulation of things mm-hmm. i was just feeling some um weight and some pressure and it was getting on top of me and uh so even even this morning i was feeling some of that because as we're recording this podcast it's it's january 2nd so it's the first day you know back into work from mm-hmm. having some days off uh, for christmas and new year's uh, we did have a couple of days of work in between, but um, so it's just a lot to, yeah. to face and and it, it can feel overwhelming and discouraging and then I can focus in on the stuff that feels like there's a problem there or a challenge or gee, I'm not really excited about that. And so, uh, but I'm so thankful how the Lord met me even just this morning, uh, really before getting into my work day, but in two different conversations I had uh, that were scheduled uh, on the phone that were super helpful to me. Uh, my uh, time uh, in uh, devotional reading this morning and prayer uh, and uh, beginning to process with you, Christy. I'm just thankful that uh, I, it's like the Lord just restoring my hope. Mm. And that comes through seeing, like we're talking about, seeing the hand of God at work uh, in our lives. And it comes through being in relationship where I mean, I was really emotionally honest in these conversations this morning, and I look forward to a chance later today to catch you up more on that, Christy, just sort of began that conversation with you. But I just want to encourage all of you who are listening that an important way that God meets us and rejuvenates our hope is through relationships with people where we can listen to each other and pray for each other and encourage each other. And so that, that, that really buoys me up. Yeah, and I appreciate what you're saying here too, because sometimes we can fall into all or nothing thinking and we can think that, well, if I'm if I'm a person of hope who's living with hope, then I'm not gonna ever grieve or need empathy or need to be emotionally honest. I'm just gonna always be positive and full of, of hope. But the reality is hope does not mean denying grief. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean denying loss. It doesn't mean denying the trials. It doesn't mean just putting on a happy, positive, rose-colored glasses in them. It, we, we need to be honest. Scripture talks to us about being honest and to do the grief work over the loss. But those are things that actually can foster renewed hope as well. And then what you said, that not to do it alone. 
we need each other. We need ambassadors of God. We need to be encouraged in the Lord by each other. And we need to pray for each other. And so we get the opportunity tonight. We're going to get to pray for a friend of ours is coming over. Um, and we're going to lay hands on her and pray for healing for her from cancer. And we get to hold out hope and faith in the midst of a very painful, difficult diagnosis that we don't want for her. And it doesn't mean that we're um, not not going to submit to to whatever comes with her or abandon her if God doesn't heal her. But we're going to pray with anticipation of good from God. Yeah, even Moses, one of the greatest leaders in the history of the world, needed Aaron and her to lift up his hands in prayer because he got tired. And so uh, it's just too much for a human being by themselves to keep their hopes up. Uh, hope is a gift from God, and it is uh, especially realized in community. God himself is a community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, surrounded by angels and saints, and we are meant to live in community. And friends, that is why we do our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats, uh, and that is why we so much want to meet you, want to have you be a part of the Soul Shepherding Institute. You would just love these five-day retreats in community with Christy and me and other people like you who are shepherds and leaders. And uh, bring your spouse along if you're married and, and you can do that. And it's an extra blessing, but you don't have to do that. Uh, and if, if you really want to go all in, uh, and, and most people do do this, uh, join our certificate program. That includes then monthly meetings uh, for uh, classes and supervision. Uh, in getting 90 a minutes online on Zoom once a month. In addition to the five-day retreats, four of them, and you earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction, uh, which is an amazing ministry to, to be able to participate in uh, giving spiritual direction, receiving spiritual direction. Uh, and that's really the biggest and best thing that we do in Soul Shepherding is we're, we're through our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats. Um, we're training spiritual directors, training coaches as well, because uh, we're just raising up a, a whole army for the Lord of soul shepherds in cities around the world who are caring for other leaders, uh, providing uh, uh, listening, uh, prayerful listening uh, and guidance and using the tools of soul shepherding and the scriptures and other tools to really guide people in their walk with Jesus. Because uh, we're all on a journey here in soul shepherding, going deeper with Jesus in emotional health, and loving leadership and so thanks for being in this community with us it's such an honor such a joy such a blessing to, to be able to share with you in these podcasts and we just look forward to continuing the journey and growing closer to jesus and how we can be christ's ambassadors in all that we do and if you are enjoying journeying with us in soul shepherding we would encourage you to leave us a star rating a review or share it with a friend and also, if you have been enjoying... Meaning like for our podcast. For, well, yes, but also if you've been enjoying our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, and you would be willing to go on and leave us a, a rating or a review where you bought that book, that would be so helpful. That makes a huge difference in helping other people who are trying to decide if they want to get the book and dive in and learn from Soul Shepherding and most importantly from Jesus. So. It's as simple as clicking some stars and then people see the book, or if you want to leave a comment, it could just be a, a sentence. <laughs> yes. So Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are our true hope. And we thank you that you are with us always. 
working good because you will good for us. And we ask, Lord, that you would enable us to be strengthened in our ability to live full, impregnated with hope in you in the midst of difficulties and joys, that you would enable us to return to joy and peace by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, did you know that in every Soul Talks episode, we have show notes that go with the episode, and there are links in there regarding the books or services Uh, access to more information from the things that we talk about uh, in the podcast. So check out the show notes uh, with this podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 